Hey, friends and fellow readers, welcome to another episode of Athens Booked Podcast, where I sit down every week and chat with bookstagrammers, readers, and indie authors about all things, you guessed it, books. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Athens Booked Podcast. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving and hopefully long weekend. Um, it was very relaxing for the most part over here, but I'm very excited to be back with this new episode with Lindsay. It was so fun to chat with her about her two books. However, I do have to let you know that um, in post-production, I learned that somehow part of our conversation was completely lost. I have no clue what happened, but the conversation that I'm about to share with you guys is still so amazing. It was so fun, and I'm going to have a little bit of a surprise announcement at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that, and in the meantime, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Lindsay. Hello. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm I'm a bit I'm a big fan. So oh. this is this is <laughs> wow. I've been listening and your guests have all been awesome. So hopefully I don't drop the ball. <laughs> thank you. No, no. I am so excited to chat with you. I feel like I do have to be honest with you. <laughs> and let's go ahead. <laughs> so I um, you graciously gave me an arc for Mishaps and Mistletoe, which I finished a couple of days ago. Loved it. Thank you. Uh, but I have I have not read Alone Together yet. That's fine, because now I'm going to be the interviewer and ask you, was it okay having not read Alone Together and Absolutely. hop right into Mishaps and Mistletoe? Good, good. Yes. That was my goal. That was no, my goal. I feel like I still totally was able to see the full picture. So I don't know to anyone listening, it, it, this is the second book in your series that you're writing right now. And yep. um, there are some like grieving elements and like stuff in the past that's happened. So, but I feel like I was totally able to see what had happened. And then with the couple in book one, how they were now together and everything made total sense. Yeah. No good, problems. Good. I, I kind of thought, you know, when this book came out that people might be like, Oh, a Christmas book and pick it up. So knowing that they may not have read alone together. So it was important for me to kind of bridge that gap, but then maybe hopefully they'll go back and read alone together, but at least they're able to keep up with the story. So I'm glad it worked out. Yes. No, we are totally good with that. <laughs> I, it, everything flowed so well. I was able to keep up. And then I do feel like now I, want to go back and read Alone Together and see their full full picture. I, I've had Alone Together on my Kindle for like a couple of weeks, I feel like. And I, I have struggled. I, I've discovered this. I did not think that I would have any issues with um, like COVID being mentioned or like the pandemic or anything. And mm-hmm. I did though. Like, I don't know. I did not think that that was going to be an issue for me at all. And then Anyways, so when I do read them, I just feel like I have to read them more slowly. And I don't know why it messes with me a little bit, but it does. <laughs> it's, you know, that's funny that you say that because I, I feel like, honestly, for me, I, I feel the same way. 
But with Alone Together, I wanted to make sure that it was light and fun. So it is. And really, I only use the pandemic to force proximity. Other than that, it's just like they're kind of stuck together and they're alone together. Um, So like, you know, nobody nobody goes to the hospital. Nobody gets COVID. Nobody, you know, it's just I use it to kind of plop them together and that's about it so okay we'll see so and and now that I've seen their characters too I'm like no I really want to go back and see their story (laughs) and see them alone together so I'm gonna get into it (laughs) well so speaking speaking of I mean there with that element in there um when was the moment that it hit you that you were like no this is the story that I'm gonna write and include all those elements in it you know, I mean, so I started alone together. I started writing it in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. I've been, I had been wanting to write a book forever and I just didn't know what genre, how I wanted to go about that. And so I was reading lots of rom-coms, romance mm-hmm. books, and I thought I want to write one of these, but I wanted mine to have a little depth to it to maybe mm-hmm. tackle some tougher topics, but still keep it light. So I kind of issued a challenge to myself, like, can we make a fun book, but still talk about, you know, real issues. And so naturally the pandemic came up and I, I heard of people, you know, having these bubbles or these pods that they were in with like close friends, neighbors, (laughs) whatever. And I wondered, you know, if you were, you know, in your dating prime, so to speak, which I'm not, but if you were, um, I'm way past that. Um, but if you were, and you were new to town and the world just shut down, what would that look like? So I started tossing ideas around. I was like, I really like this, you know, trying to find, you know, you know, you don't know people. So do you just like hunker down in your apartment by yourself or, you know, Mm -hmm. how does that? And so that's kind of how the idea started. And I just ran with it and it was a lot of fun. That is awesome. That is so awesome. Well, and then now you've transitioned, transitioned it into like a whole interconnected series. So was that the plan from the beginning or did that, did those characters just make themselves loud? (laughs) That was not the plan. Um, The plan was I wanted to publish a book. I I had been wanting to write a book forever. So that was the plan. And about halfway through Alone Together, um, particularly Johnny and Angie just started like really making themselves known. And I, I was like, "I, I have to write their book. So that was going to be the next book that I released. But after I finished alone together and I kind of, you know, um, I jumped into Johnny and Angie's story and started writing it. The holidays came around last year and I thought, I really want to write a Christmas book. And I was going to do something maybe outside of the series. And so I toyed with a few ideas and I'm like, no, no, no. And, um, I was, I can tell you the exact stoplight, the exact day I had dropped my girls off at school. It was the first Mm -hmm. Friday in December and the radio station that we were listening to, that we listened to every morning released or played for the first time, the Christmas song by Ed Sheeran and Elton John. It's called Merry Christmas. And it's very, it's very catchy. It's very, but the lyrics, if you listen, have an undertone of sadness because it's talking about, 
you know, raising a glass to people that we've lost or, you know, this year's been hard, but there's stuff to celebrate. And it, it kind of is like one of my books. Like there's a lot of fun stuff, but also, you know, kind of real. And the more I kept listening, I have this bad habit. My husband, he hates it. When I find a new song that I like, I just keep, he calls it mm-hmm. beat it to death. And I do, I play it over and over, but I yep. kept playing this song over and over and different chunks of lyrics started popping out at me. And I thought, what if I make a Christmas book that handles loss, but in a lighter way and kind of, you know, what that looks like for somebody trying to move on during the holidays. And immediately Josie came to mind. And so I thought, Mm -hmm. okay, how could I work with that? And that's kind of where it started. So Ed Sheeran and Elton John, they, you can thank them. (laughs) Oh, it works. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I should have dedicated the book to them. Well, it really did come together all so beautifully. And there were those heavier aspects, you know, but there was still so much lightness. And and even like the second chance kind of aspect of it, too, was just so sweet. It was just heartwarming at the end. I feel like half the book, my bottom lip was just like pushed out. because <laughs> I was just like, oh, I love that. I had not set out to write a second chance romance. I mean that, you know, I was focused mm-hmm. on holiday and okay, who could, because Kevin's not in alone together. I'm like, well, who could Josie, you know, and Josie's only mentioned. Um, so I'm like, but who, who could she fall for? And the challenge is, so this is technically, it was supposed to be a novella. Um, it's slightly longer than a novella. So I'm calling it a novella that snuck a couple extra Christmas cookies. Cause I think we can all relate to that. Um, she's a little thicker than <laughs> I love that. But I, I think that the challenge with a novella is you have to establish this relationship and make it believable. And I feel like if you take mm-hmm. two strangers, it, you don't have that much time to build that. Now I've read books or novellas where people have done that and they've done a great job. But I thought if I add this second chance element, then they at least have some backstory, some history, and then I can go from there. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I, I could personally create a more believable story that way. So um, when I started to kind of put a backstory together, that's when Kevin came in and I, I feel like it worked. So yeah, it totally did. Totally did. And then m- more of Johnny oh. in this book too was, oh my gosh. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> so, so Johnny, oh, Johnny, Johnny was a scene stealer in Alone Together. And, and people, mm-hmm. people, you know, they wrote in reviews, they loved the story, loved the story, but they loved Johnny. And someone actually said, yeah. if the next story isn't about Johnny, they're going to sue. So I didn't. <laughs> so I was like, wait, wait, wait. I promise he's getting a full story, but I didn't want the Christmas story to be his because it wasn't going to be full length. And so when I started mm-hmm. plotting, mishaps and mistletoe I was like I can bring Johnny into the mix because I I could hear like the fans they you know they want Johnny and honestly we want Johnny yeah another chance like another chance to write Johnny I was all for it so I'm like well how can I make this work and he's kind of pesky and in there and and his nose is in you know people's business and he you know makes his opinions known I'm like what if he's Josie's because Josie's an older heroine you know all her girlfriends Mm -hmm. are married have kids so they're kind of in a different phase of life so you have Josie and I'm like every heroine needs you know a bestie I'm like what if that's Johnny what would that look like so he keeps like you know putting his nose in her life and offering all this advice Mm -hmm. kind of like this 
pesky younger brother slash yes. begrudging best friend, you know, and I, it was so much fun to write um, because like, you know, she's annoyed by him, but is she really, you know, it's, uh, yeah. I think, well, I think sometimes she was. <laughs> for, well, for sure. But, but he is, he's that meddlesome friend yeah. that you can't help but love. Yeah. I mean, so funny. Yeah, that's, so it was fun. I, so when, you know, I thought I can find a way to kind of get, and then it kind of lays the groundwork for his story. So, you know, especially mm-hmm. the ending, you know, kind of, you know, and there's some little, little foreshadowing moments that aren't going to jump out at you when you read mishaps and mistletoe. But when you get to Johnny's story, you're going to say, oh, I should have seen this or maybe I would. Yeah. So that was fun yeah. because I, because I knew where I was going with his story. Now that I came back, I could kind of, you know, add those little things. So it's a lot of fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. I love that. That's going to be amazing reading his book. And I loved that little extra, those little crumbs that you added at the end yes. for his book. That's, that was really fun too. It was a fun surprise at the end. Yeah. His little epilogue at the end, um, to, to avoid a lawsuit. I had to include, said, you know, I, his next yeah. book isn't about him. That was very smart. Here's a chunk, you know, I hope this satisfies. Plus it was a good way because mishaps and mistletoe, the real epilogue takes place, you know, around Easter. And then Johnny's, um, story is going to mm-hmm. pick up at the end of August, like right at the beginning of the school year. So like, well, what would Johnny be up to this summer? And so that's when his, little bonus epilogue at the end comes in. So, so perfect. Well, before we jump more into the story, because I do have lots of questions, Mm -hmm. including Johnny, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but let's go back a little bit and you are a self-published author. So this is your second book. You're working on the third. How did that all start with you figuring out, you know, that, okay, I'm going to publish this book and I'm just going to do it myself. I, my, I don't think I'm a control freak. My husband will disagree, but he's not here. So I'm not a control freak, but I feel like I, I liked having control of mm-hmm. my timeline. I'm a mother to two young kids. We're busy. Um, so I like having control of that. I like having control of the content because I am a control freak and I like knowing, you know, what, I like being able to hear things. I I feel like, and not to knock traditional because you never say never, but one of the fun things about being an independent author is, you know, after Alone Together came out and people were like, Johnny, 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 I was able to make the call and kind of change mishaps and mistletoe because originally Johnny wasn't going to be a big part of that. You know, uh, why would he? Um, But, you know, as with most things with Johnny, he just finds himself in the middle of whatever. So, but I feel like in, in a traditional world, mishaps and mistletoe would have already been finished, you know, because you work so far ahead. So what's fun, you know, in the indie world is to be able to have that kind of control, to be able to listen to the audience and give them what they want. So, I I like that aspect as well. And just like I said, being able to control what you're writing, when you're writing it, you know, your deadlines, um, those were all really important things to me. So, yeah. And, and I wanted to get the stories out there. I didn't want to have to query for, you know, a long time. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, these were all things it was, it was not an easy decision. Um, it's still something that, because there are a lot of tough aspects with, you know, marketing and stuff. I'm not a marketing guru or advertising or business, (laughs) you know, Um, I have no business in business. That's basically, but I'm learning. Um, so that's, I I would say, you know, if 
you know, anyone out there that's listening is considering it. There's a lot to learn, but it's fun. It's fun to learn those kind of mm-hmm. things. At least I'm having fun with it. So, yeah. Well, and so what has been one of the, is, has the marketing side been, has that been one of the, the hardest things so far of learning or was it more? I, I think so. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a numbers person and it's, I'm more the creative side. So yeah, I think that for me and, and, and trying to get people to buy your book, like, Oh, buy my book, buy my book. I have no problem being like, Oh, Taylor Swift's new album. You should listen to it. But like when it comes to like selling my book, I feel pushy and I shouldn't because I'm recommending, Hey, I got these, you know, new sweatpants. They're awesome. You should try them. But when it comes to like my stuff, like, like it just feels, and I think you kind of have to get over that because, you know, word of mouth. And if, you know, you believe Mm -hmm. in what you've written, you want people to read it. So that's been hard. And, you know, the advertising and all the, the ins and outs, I've, you know, gotten a hold of, or gotten a a good grip on like how to publish, you know, with all the software, but there's constantly things that are Mm -hmm. changing and new things coming out. And so I feel like it's, it's, you feel like you've mastered something or you've learned how to do something and then it either changes or there's something different. So I, it, it'll keep you on your toes. You'll never be bored, but (laughs) I I could go for a little boredom now and then, but it is what it is. (laughs) So on the flip side, what has been, you know, one of the more surprising or, you know, more of the, one of the easier things that you've discovered through, through all of this? Oh my goodness. The most surprising part has been how supportive everyone is. Uh, I know you had, Mm -hmm. Megan Cousins on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I mean, she's, she and I both published at about the same time. And so, you know, she reached out and was like, Hey, how do you do this? Just, you know, an innocent question. And then like, I mean, we've become really good friends. I've made several really good friends who, I mean, we support each other like crazy, you know, telling about all the, you know, each other's books or answering the millions of questions we shoot back and forth to one another. So I don't know why I thought that we'd all be in competition. I mean, I I didn't think I would be in competition because I'm just like here, you know, I don't feel like, but, but everyone's so eager and happy to help. And that Mm -hmm. was a really, uh, that was a shock to me. Honestly, it was a a really happy uh, surprise. And so that that's been easy. And I've made so many genuine friendships from these people and, and people like you, the bookstagram community just, voluntarily, you know, making graphics or, you know, there's, uh, the cookies in alone together, somebody made them and, you know, baked them and took pictures of them and used them to promote my book and like cookies (sighs) from that I made up in my head. They're staring back at me on my phone. And I'm like, (laughs) like, this is amazing that people would take the time to do that and, and share it with others. So, that's been the biggest surprise is just all the support from people that I've never even met. I'd like to, but I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I still can't get over it. Yeah. I feel like joining bookstagram from just like a bookstagram or site too. That was a huge shock just because that's not what you think of when you think of the internet. Yeah. You know, you do think (laughs) of people being more like competing for things and, and being nasty. Like, yeah, the internet is a great place. Yeah. Right. (laughs) No, yeah, I got um, one reel that I made this week kind of took off. And so I got like my first mean random troll comment. And but it was so easy to just like delete. You know what I mean? Yeah. And because 
because I have made so many genuine friends and everyone on the actual Bookstagram community is so, so supportive that, yeah, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll never understand why people just act me. What do you, what do they have to gain from negative messages? I, I don't, I don't know. I have no clue. It doesn't make sense to me, but no, no, <laughs> it is what it is. No. <laughs> but okay, so you've done all of this crazy journey, um, which so you started writing in 2020. Mm-hmm. When I guess did Alone Together come out? I totally forgot. To it look. came out in April of this year. So in April, a year okay. and a half later. So I really took my time writing again. First time writing, I just sat down mm-hmm. and pantsed it. Um, for those of you, you know, plotter versus pantser, I didn't even know. I just sat down and wrote, honestly, because I thought, well, I don't have tons of time to write. I write in these little bits of time when my kids are occupied or behaving or quiet, which is small yeah. bits of time. <laughs> uh-huh. So I thought, I don't have time to sit and plot out this, you know, that's just t- going to take more time. So I would just sit down and write. And that was good because I cranked out a story, but it was bad because I cranked out a story. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, edits were heavy on that. There were tons of things that I changed on second, third, fourth. I don't even know how many drafts there were of Alone Together because yeah. honestly, you know, I had a lot to learn. So with Mishaps and Mistletoe, I outlined it and I actually found then it took less time to draft um, that way because mm-hmm. I was organized. So, I mean, everybody has something that works for them. I learned what worked for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, alone together that, you know, was a year and a half about um, from the time I started writing it until it came out. And again, that's just learning. You know, everybody has what works for them. I had to learn what worked for me. Well, and now you have, well, you have two books come out this year and then the next one coming out early 2023. So that's, that's a lot. I mean, like you said, you you know, the writing itself had, was leading up to that for a while, but then that's a lot to get two books out in one year. That's amazing. Yeah. And to, to have it, you know, come out so quickly, but then at the same time, see now, because it's in this world, you have to remember, okay, well, what color was so-and-so's hair in this book? Because they can't just like match, you know, so those little details. So now I'm grateful that I learned like, okay, I'm not somebody who can remember all this. Like I need to write it down. I need some kind of outline because we can't have Kevin working in advertising and mishaps and mistletoe. And then all of a sudden, you know, six months later in Johnny's book, he's a doctor or something, you know, so like we need to keep things you know, it's, yes. it's so funny though. And it's kind of sad. I mean, I probably read alone together. I don't know how many times, you know, and yet yeah. when I was drafting mishaps and mistletoe, I kept a copy of alone together next to me. Cause I had to keep going back and checking, you know, fact checking these different things. And it's so sad because there are chunks of alone together. I could probably recite to you from memory, but things like somebody's eye color or hair color or, you know, even what their apartment looked like, I had to go back yeah. and keep looking. So, well, and I feel like you would second guess yourself too, yeah. like, like just doubting yourself yeah. that you did remember correctly after spending so long and doing, all, but then you're also doing all this other research into the self publishing. Like, that's a lot. It's, it's for a lot. Your brain to hold on it, to. It is. It is. <laughs> the little details. I, I was a teacher by trade uh, before I had my girls. So I do enjoy learning, but at the same time, I don't enjoy having my head explode. So <laughs> I, yeah. I have to keep writing this stuff down. I, I always joke that I'm one, 
I'm one hey mom away from forgetting like everything. And it's true because I'll be in the middle of saying, hey mom. And, and then I don't know why I'm in a room or what. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> and it's never coming back. <laughs> well, as far as, like, as far as the characters go, have any of them been inspired by anyone in real life or have you just, you just, you know, ran with them? Well, so I, Max has a few qualities of my husband. It's not exactly like him. His personality is not, but his very thoughtful um, personality, like his thoughtful qualities, I, you know, are very similar to my husband. He's never made me an origami flower like Max did in Alone <laughs> Together, but he's very thoughtful, you know, with his gifts and, you know, little things that he does mm-hmm. to surprise me. But I, <laughs> so in Alone Together, for those of you that don't know, don't follow me on social media, I was a, before I got married and had my girls, I was a high school English teacher by day. And in the evenings I taught at a gym, which is very similar to the one that's in my series. And I was, uh, among other things, I taught lots of things, but I was a water aerobics instructor to a class that I would say the average age, they were probably like late sixties, seventies, you know, um, we had some people mm-hmm. in their eighties and they were very, so fun. yeah, the flirty over 50 crew in alone together and Renee, who is in alone together and mishaps and mistletoe, they're an exaggerated representation of the ladies I taught, although they're not that exaggerated. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, they were a hoot and a half. So, so I definitely leaned into, um, that for inspiration. And then I see a lot of myself in Hannah. Um, I have a large graphic tea collection so that, you know, um, that was <laughs> from experience, but she, you know, uh-huh. she had my job, but then she also struggled with anxiety, which, which I do as well. Um, not so much to the extent that she does, but it was definitely something that during the pandemic, I think for a lot of us, you know, came, mm-hmm. you know, really more intensely than it had at any other time. So that was something that I really wanted to discuss in my book. I, I yeah. read a lot of, you know, books with people that have, you know, anxiety, depression, so on and so forth. And I wanted to write a story where, you know, a character had this and just because they fell in love, it didn't mean everything was, you know, rainbows, sunshine and butterflies. You know, life isn't like that. You still yeah. have, but you're, you know, and, and Max comes into her world and accepts her. He doesn't try to fix her because he impresses upon her that she isn't broken, which was huge. It's just somebody to kind of walk along with you and support you. And so my husband does that, you know, for me, I know, you know, other couples that this is true for. And so that was a big inspiration for writing that story that, you know, just because somebody, you know, is afflicted with something like that, it doesn't make them weak. It doesn't mean that they need to be fixed because they're not broken. It's just part of who they are. And, um, so yeah, so Hannah, there are parts of me in her, um, there's parts of me and Angie as well, but, uh, she's not in mishaps and mistletoe, but she's, you know, obviously in Johnny's story. So, um, Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. No, I love that. So has your husband, though, um, made you an ice rink in the backyard? No. no. <laughs> you know, he has not. And what are we going to do about we that? We have to talk to him about that. 
Uh, yes, this is uh, well. He's so he's reading the book right now. He's only halfway through. So, and he did uh-huh. ask me. This was after he read Alone together. He goes, so in these romance books, is this like what women want? And I said, well, we're not opposed to these things. <laughs> so, and I, I think I saw like, a, a bead of sweat <laughs> drip down his face. But no, I mean. He does. He does extremely, extremely uh, thoughtful things. But no, he's never built an ice rink. So yeah. yeah well, to... maybe maybe he'll learn by the end of this one <laughs> that that'll that would be a great holiday tradition to start. <laughs> so speaking of of that, is has it been hard to write from the male's perspective, or has that gotten easier as you've gone from like book one to book two? It, it was very hard and alone together. I think because I'd never done it before. Um, but mm-hmm. Max, Max is a very, so without giving too much away, he hadn't dated anyone new in 10 years. So he's very green mm-hmm. in the dating world. And I'm not going to tell you why, cause it's a bit of a spoiler, but so he has like this very, he's very vulnerable. He's very sweet, mm-hmm. but I wanted to make sure when I wrote him, you know, when I wrote scenes from his point of view that he didn't come off as like too soft. Cause we still need him to be, you know, like the hero. And, and so, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily mean he's like all tough and gruff or whatnot, but I didn't want to make him sound like a woman wrote him, you know? So that was a bit of a challenge, mm-hmm. but I, when I wrote mishaps and mistletoe, it came so much easier for me. And so I don't know if that's because I'm getting better at it or if Kevin was just a different character. Mm-hmm. But when I started writing mishaps and mistletoe and I, you know, was getting into Kevin's brain a bit, I had this thought in my head as I was describing something that, you know, he was looking at Josie and describing her. And I thought, if I'm Josie, what would I want Kevin saying about me? And what would I want him to notice about me? And so when I kind of looked at it from that perspective, it made Kevin's thoughts come a little, I don't know, more organically, I think, and less, it, it wasn't me telling the story through Kevin, it was Kevin telling the story in a way that Josie would hope that he would. So I think that helped mm-hmm. a lot. And it's and Johnny, Johnny is loud and clear. So, you know, I'm I'm halfway through his book. And I mean, he, he's just pretty much writing himself. So I feel like I don't know <laughs> if it's the characters or if I'm getting better. But in this case, it's definitely Johnny because he's yeah, he, he knows what he's 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 basically driving the story at this point. So, oh my gosh, I love him. <laughs> that is so amazing. Well, and Kevin is so he is a softer character. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just so gooey on the inside, but has been through a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as you know, his past and family things, and then Josie as well, going through the grieving process. How was that to write? As far as like the grief aspect. It was tough because I felt like, especially in mishaps and mistletoe, I was walking a very, very thin, delicate line between mm-hmm. getting too deep and getting too sad versus not giving those deeper parts of the story, the attention they deserve. Wah, wah. So like I mentioned at the top, here is the middle part of our conversation that completely got wiped with, I, I'm stuttering still over it because I still don't know how it happened, but we do have another clip from the end of our conversation. So let's just get right into that here. 
Okay, we're back. Okay, Technical we're back. Issues. We're back. <laughs> no, and just what I was saying with that, with in Johnny's story, his younger brother has Down syndrome. So by okay. kind of shining a light on, you know, these different populations of people that are maybe either misrepresented or understood in or misunderstood in literature, I'm hoping, you know, and so that's what I like about my characters is how they all kind of rally around these people and basically kind of let them know it's okay to be them. And I mean, who doesn't want to hear that? So I think that's what I like about the cast of characters that I created. I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. Amazing. So um, you're working on book three. And Mm -hmm. I mean, how has, has that been different at all? You said with Johnny that he's kind of such a loud character, you know, like how, how has that been going? It's been, it's been going really well. I have it really well plotted, which helps, mm-hmm. but also, you know, because I've written Johnny twice already in pretty, you know, big chunks, I feel like I have, you know, number one, I've gotten practice writing him. And number two, I feel like I'm majorly in his head already. So yeah. um, instead sense. of, you know, when I was, when I was writing the other characters, like, Oh, is this something Max would say, or is this something Kevin would do? Like, I know what Johnny would say or do at this point. And so you know, it's, it's a bit easier like that, but also Angie, his love interest. I mean, she's a very loud, very, very like, look, you got to see me kind of character. So to kind of balance them is a bit because they're both very big personalities, but they both have pasts that make them that way. So once Mm -hmm. we kind of crack into that and you see that it's not all what it appears on the outside, um, that's, it's been, that's been a lot of fun to kind of explore. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I'm excited for you to, um, finally get to the point where you're not at, you know, liable for a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Johnny's book is coming. <laughs> it's coming. Well, as far as, um, us as readers and, you know, I, I ask this to every author because I think everybody, you know, gets validation from different areas and, and just, you know, everyone's different. And so for us as readers, what is, you know, the easiest way for us to support you, like through bookstagram and everything like that, you know, besides obviously reading your books? Oh, um, leaving reviews is big. Um, but I'm very active on Instagram. So, Mm -hmm. you know, tag me, you know, ask me questions. I love talking about you know, characters and, and in talking about, you know, the books and characters gives me new ideas, you know, so, um, slide into my DMS. I love making friends. I've made several friends this way of people that just started out saying, Oh, I liked your book. And then we get talking and we like a lot of the same things. So please, Mm -hmm. um, at author Lindsay Jezanowski, come hang out and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anyone listening who has questioned that, do it because first of all, you're just so sweet. Which <laughs> once <laughs> once you slide into the DM, I'm serious because you know it can be intimidating. I feel like especially when you're first starting on Bookstagram to like just feel comfortable enough to like, especially like to, in my opinion, like to slide into just authors DMs can be a little intimidating. Um, so it helps whenever they're like you oh, and just yeah. like so genuinely kind and, and don't care. Um, but as far as you as a reader, what kind of books are you interested in? Like, do you read the most? What, you know what I mean? That people can connect 
with you on and what have you been reading recently? Um, contemporary romance and rom-coms are my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what have I been reading? I've been reading a lot of rom-coms, honestly, lately. Me too. <laughs> I just need something. <clears throat> don't we all need something that's just light and fun? And yep. that's what I like to bring. I will say one of the authors that, um, Abby Jimenez, I don't know if oh, you've read her. Yeah. I read one. She's she was you know back in 2020s when I discovered I sound like I discovered her when like she was new to me <laughs> no, at that yeah. time yeah um, like, like um, but her books she does I think an excellent job of balancing that hilarious you know hilarious moments with some really deep heavy things and so you know when I was thinking of how I wanted to write I'm like I don't think I'm that funny. Uh, to write like a whole humor book, but also I don't want to write something that's just so, you know, deep and heavy. I feel like that would take its toll over time. And when I read her, um, the friend zone first, Mm -hmm. she did such a good job of balancing, but a really heavy topic, but also having a lot of those lighter moments. So I love reading, you know, books like that, that, you know, you can have fun, but also, you know, it's real, you know, life is messy. And, you know, there are books that are, you know, just straight, comedy and I love them yeah. um, because we all need a break from reality sometimes, but For sure. um, I don't mind leaning into some of the heavier things too. So yeah, the friend zone was really good. I, I really enjoyed that one. I, is it the happily ever after playlist? Ever is after that book playlist, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes. I do, I do have that one now. Um, but I knew after reading the friend zone, I was like, this book is going to make me cry from the get-go. Like I knew it. So I knew I was like, I have to pause for a minute because (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) But there were some parts in there I was laughing and snorting. So like you get that. It's fun to to get both. Yes, yes. For sure. For sure. I just knew after reading The Friend Zone, like those types of storylines just, they, I don't know, they, they get me. They get me. Yeah same like quick so I was like okay well mm-hmm. I mean even with the friend zone I it was one that finally when I got to the end of it I like couldn't put it down so it was like two in the morning like sobbing yep. <laughs> yep. yep. freaking binder oh my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good one but I'll get to the the next one eventually it's just hard for me sometimes to go into a book knowing that it's gonna make me cry yeah. Yeah, I I totally I totally get that. Yeah. I, I'm the same way, but for some reason with her books, I'm like just just murder me, Abby. Just do it. Like <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Stab me oh right gosh. in the heart. I love it. Well, before we go, do mm-hmm. shamelessly plug yourself, and then well, you already you already put your Instagram. Are is there anything else people mm-hmm. can sign up for a newsletter, TikTok, anything else like that where people can find you? Yes, I. I have a website and I have a newsletter that you can sign up for the newsletter on my website, but you can find all of that on Instagram in the link in my bio. Everything's there. I even have a little merch store for, it's little, but for mishaps and mistletoe, I snuck a few things in there. So okay, um, I have to go look at that. If you read it, if you read it and get to the epilogue, there's a funny mug that goes along with it. So Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to look that up. Enjoy. Immediately. <laughs> then we get off. Oh gosh. Enjoy. Okay. So last thing here before mm-hmm. we go, for those that maybe haven't read Mishaps and Mistletoe yet, can you share an out of context quote or 
literally anything um, for that one? Yes. It's one of my favorite quotes. Seaweed is for kids. Mistletoe is forever. And I know that you know what that. Yeah, so good. That was perfect. (laughs) You know which one that really got me? um, That I feel like I'll remember forever. It's so funny, but it was Johnny, and he said, uh, "Is that mistletoe in your pocket? Are you just excited?" (laughs) (laughs) Because that's so something he would say. Like he knew there was she had mistletoe in her pocket, but like. He, he can't pass that up. Yeah. That one was so good. She's like, you know what it is. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh, that one really killed me. Um, so as far as speaking of Johnny too, is mm-hmm. there anything out of context that you want to share for his book coming next year? Or not yet? Oh, geez. Uh, no, I can I can give a little teaser okay. about that. And if you enjoy watching Johnny in awkward, crazy situations um, and imagine what he's like in those, um, imagine what he would be like if he was taking dance class, ballroom dance class with a professional ballroom dancer who he fibbed and told that he had actually taken dance classes before. So that's kind of where we are with Johnny. And so it's it's a situation that he can't really charm himself out of, um, which he is very good at, but it's not going to work here. So it's been delicious to kind of play with <laughs> what's going on here. But yes, um, because that's something he would do. He has good reason for fibbing about his dance experience but um yeah beautiful yeah (laughs) i love it i can't wait for it and i'm so excited for people to pick up mishaps and mistletoes like you said it is it is a novella with a couple Mm -hmm. extra christmas cookies but i think it is such a a heartwarming you know christmas little book i mean it really was so, so sweet. And yeah, I hope people pick it up around around the holidays. It'll be it'd be so good to read like by your Christmas tree, I feel like. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I imagined I was sitting beside as I wrote it, but in reality I was outside <laughs> in 90 degree weather. So. Really had to work on the imagination. Well, side. Get you in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you, Lindsay, so much for joining me today. It was so fun to chat with you. And um, yeah, you'll have to come back when Johnny's Definitely. book gets closer. Yeah. You, you know where to find me. All right. Thank All you right. so thank much. Thank you. So there we have it. A somewhat chopped up, but still amazing conversation that Lindsay and I had And I do have a surprise for you because the middle part of our conversation got cut out, which is where we actually talk about her new novella, Mishaps and Mistletoe. We are going to do an Instagram live here in the next couple of weeks. I have never done that before, but Lindsay promises me that she has a background in broadcasting. So she's going to be phenomenal and we will actually get to talk a little bit more in detail about mishaps and mistletoe and Kevin and all of the sweet romantic Christmas holiday gestures that he does. So stay tuned for that. Make sure you're following both of us on Instagram because that will happen in the next week or so. And I will tag Lindsay's handle in the comments right below this. So if you don't follow her yet, 
like I said, she's so sweet. She shares some amazing recommendations as well as writing incredible books. So make sure you give her a follow and stay tuned for next week's episode because we are going to... I'm not going to spoil anything, actually, because I'm so excited for the few episodes that I have coming out through the end of the year. So stay tuned for those. And thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Athens Booked Podcast. Make sure you hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss any of the amazing upcoming episodes we're going to have. We will have exclusive interviews with indie authors, as well as chat with bookstagrammers to bring you the very best book recommendations. You can also find me on Instagram or TikTok at Athens Booked, and you can sign up for my newsletter at www.athensbooked.com so you get all the notifications for everything that we've got coming up.